Hi, my name is Carly Anna, and you are listening to CE Over It. Welcome to episode two of season three. Yay, we are keeping this podcast going. I know you, <laughs> I feel like with season two, I was like, yes, we're going to be doing season two and it's coming back. And then I did like six episodes and fell off the face of the planet because pregnancy was way too hard. And so I, every time I like do another episode with this podcast, I'm like, yay, we're back. Like we're still continuing it. So yay, yay, yay. Happy about that. This week's episode, we're going to be talking all about taking breaks and not just like any breaks as a freelancer, but taking like long a breaks as a freelancer like I'm talking about how to take one to two months of time and as always we're not going to be giving you like these are the things to do I mean we're going to be talking a little bit about that but we're more just going to be like discussing it and having a conversation because as always I really want this podcast to feel more like an escape and like a fun listen to than a how-to podcast this is not a how-to podcast this is supposed to be a fun and cool podcast Not that how-to podcasts aren't cool, but you know what what I mean. You guys know what I mean. Let's first, though, get into the snacks and tracks segment. Snacks and tracks. Okay, starting with the tracks. I have been listening to one of my favorite books already. Well, technically, I read it in 2022, but I read it at the very end of 2022 and after I had done my 2022, like, recap of the books that I had read. So I'm counting it as a 2023 book, and I already know it's going to be my top five fave, top five, my top fave five, top five fave, whatever, for 2023, because it was so good. And I actually almost didn't read it because it's not a book that I would normally read. It's a science fiction book, and it's called Hail Mary by Andy Weir. And for those of you who have already, like, you read science fiction books, I know I'm so, so late to the game. Like, they're already making a movie out of this book, which I'm so excited for, but If you're like a fantasy romance girly like me and you don't normally read science fiction books, pick this up. You will not be disappointed. The bromance between the main character, and I don't want to ruin it, but like the other character, it is so sweet. No, and it's not like an actual romance. They're just like buddies. They are the like sweetest, cutest buddies. I cried by the end of it it also made me feel really smart because the way you can tell either the guy who wrote this same guy who wrote the martian by the way he either really really knows this stuff very well or he brought in an expert because everything that he was going through in the book i was like wow this could actually happen and you sound so right and i felt like i was learning a lot it was really interesting but he talked about things in a way like he didn't like bore you to death with like facts and information i was like whoa this is like really interesting i mean right from the get-go it just sucked me into the book, which was perfect because I was in a, a big, huge reading slump. And I was like, honestly, I just want a book to suck me in. Like, I just want a good story. I just want a good story. I don't care if it's a romance. I don't care if the world is amazing. I just want a good story. And so I picked up this book and it filled that void exactly. Like, quickest read of my life. I think I read it within like, I, I read it during Christmas break. And so I feel like if I weren't with my family, I would have read it in three days. But I think I read it in seven days because... I was with my family, unfortunately, but it was really, really good. Filled the void perfectly. I think the main characters were just so, so cute. I fell in love with them immediately. Please, please read this. This is definitely going to be on my top five for 2023. I loved it. Okay, and then what have I been snacking on? Okay, this is another really good snack that sounds so basic, but guys, I have been obsessed with it ever since I found it on TikTok. 
And I honestly don't even know how I found it on. It's just a snack account, but it's such a basic snack. But I'm going to tell you the secret ingredient that's going to level up this entire snack. Okay, so, so my snack. First, preferably, I like a homemade slice of sourdough. If you've been like following me on Instagram, you know that I've like recently gotten into sourdough making and it's been really fun. And so I have been having a lot of homemade sourdough around, which has been super fun. Sourdough is super easy, by the way. For those of you who are like wanting a creative side hobby, do sourdough. It's so much fun. There's so many things that you can bake with sourdough. And it's so much easier than what I thought it was going to be. But I will say I did buy my sourdough starter. I bought it on Amazon from like San Francisco sourdough. And I feel like that made the process so much easier because the sour getting the sourdough started is like the hardest part. So if you just like buy a sourdough starter for someone else, it's so much easier because I've tried making my own sourdough starter and it's freaking hard. Anyways, so you get a slice of sourdough or whatever bread. I've made it on just regular bread before too. And it's honestly still good. Get a piece of bread, put it in the toaster. Toast it to perfection. Step two, take it out. And you put your desired hummus flavor on the piece of toast. And I know what you're thinking, Carly, hummus on toast is really not that crazy. I know, and I actually don't even really like hummus toast. Like, I feel like hummus has to be paired with something lighter and crispier. Not like bread, because like hummus and toast, it's like, I feel like I'm just eating all carbs. Like, it's just... I don't know. It's not enough like flavor for me. And it's like too much of the same texture. Like I like hummus with like vegetables or chips. You know what I mean? I don't really like hummus on bread all that much, but put the hummus on the bread. My favorite flavor, by the way, is the, what's it called? Roasted red pepper. And that's going to be at a pretty, pretty much all hummus companies have a roasted red pepper flavor. Um, I'm sure if you're a hummus fan, you've heard of it. That's my favorite flavor. Anyway, so I put that on top. And then, then this is where it really gets good. I put pepper on it. No matter what other toppings I put on my hummus toast, I always put pepper. And are you ready for the secret ingredient? Truffle oil. Oh my gosh. Truffle oil plus the pepper on the hummus toast. Like even my husband who doesn't like hummus. And again, I don't like hummus toast. Like we were both like, whoa, that was really good. Uh, like one time, like the when I first discovered it, I made like, an array of different toasts for lunch for us because that's all I had. So I made like peanut butter, yummy toast. And then I made like avocado toast. And then I made this hummus toast. And out of all of the different toasts that we had had for lunch that day, that hummus toast was definitely our favorite. Even my husband came down and was like, holy cow, that hummus toast was so freaking good. And we've been eating it ever since. It is amazing. And I will even put like uh, little sliced cucumbers on it. Um, and even some like chicken like shredded chicken on it to have like um it'll, then it'll turn into like an open face sandwich after you put like the pepper and the truffle oil on it honestly any toppings I think would be really really good on it but anyways try that hummus toast and let me know what you think because it is really really good the truffle oil is what really makes it super good obviously truffles make everything yummy Okay, and that's everything for snacks and tracks segment now we're gonna do the little life update. I don't really know if I, okay, life update. What's been going on lately? Um, life update is going to be a little bit of a ramble. I don't necessarily have anything planned of like things that I want to be talking about. So I'm just going to like let you know what's currently on my mind right now. Um, 2023, I decided is going to be the year that I get my body back. If you guys saw my Instagram, <laughs> you saw that like I decided I was going to be waking up at 5am to do two hour workouts because 
of how important they are to me. Not because I'm like, yes, I'm going to be this baddie who like only thinks success comes from waking up at 5 a.m. Because I don't think that at all. Like, that's so dumb. Like, the book, The 5 a.m. Club, I'm sure it's great. I will never read it, though, because I just don't think that success in your life is going to be changed from waking up at 5 a.m. But working out for two hours every day, just moving my body, feeling strong AF, doing something just for me, especially when I have been pregnant three times in the past four years and my body just doesn't feel like my own is so freaking therapeutic to me. Like literally it is my therapy. I cry almost every time I work out because I'm like doing some hard lift and I'm listening to like this empowering music. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this last set. Like this is really heavy or like, I don't know if I can do these last five minutes, whatever. And I do it. And I'm like, wow, that was like so hard. Like life's so hard, but I did it. I can do this. Like I'm amazing. And then I keep, you know, and then I do the next lift and it's awesome. So I decided that this year I'm just going to completely take my body back after being again, pregnant three times in the past four years. And so I'm going to be waking up at 5am so I can really prioritize those 5am workouts. Cause especially when I do them in the mornings, the, the rest of the day goes so much better. I am such a better human being when I do that. Uh, so I'm going to be doing that. I also was like, you know what? I need to like actually do my skincare. I haven't even been washing my face like the past six months because I've just been so tired. I like brush my teeth and <laughs> that's like it. I was like, no, I need to take care of my body and take care of myself. So I've been doing more skincare. I've been trying to take more regular showers. You know what I mean? Like I'm just having this year be the year my body is my body and I get to make it feel and look how I want it to. So I'm really excited for that. That's been fun. Business-wise, I don't know. I don't feel like there's like anything new really going on business-wise. Like we had our 2022 recap meeting at the end of the year last year. And that was honestly just really cool to see. I Because I don't know. I don't know if you, any of you guys like imagine yourselves like with a team, but I always did. And I always like imagined like this team of amazing women who care about my company just as much as I do and who are bringing ideas to the table and people that I can like brainstorm with. You know what I mean? Not just people that like I do what they like. I tell them to do stuff. They do what I ask. And like, that's it. Like I want people on my team and I want to pay people so that they care enough. You know what I mean? Like where we all collectively are responsible and care about the result of what happens. And so I don't know, just after the 2022 meeting, I was like, this is so cool to like see this happening. Like we were all brainstorming, like what are things that we want to be doing? What are things that we felt like 2022 was lacking and what could we do better? And then also just to hear, like I, I was able to like let all of the leaders, like give them a chance to be like, okay, Tell me, like, where do you see yourself within Carliana? And, like, what are your goals within Carliana? And to hear, like, oh, this is something I would like to do personally. And this is where I would like to be placed within the company. And, like, this is what I love. Like, it just, it feels so empowering and cool to be able to provide lives for people and to be able to say, yes, like, I want to make that happen for you. Like, let's figure out a place where you get to stay on more as a consultant versus the doer. Let's, you know, figure out a place within the company where you can take on the communications and the writing versus, you know, creating the posts or like those types of things. It's just really cool. And so I just am been feeling really excited about Team Carliana, where we're going in 2023. Nothing's like 
necessarily new. Like as I kind of said in my last podcast episode where we recap 2022 and we're going into 2023, 2022 was like a real stabilization year. And 2023 is like the year where I'm excited to see all that stabilization and all that internal work like turn into growth. And I, I, I you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to like jump the gun and be like, I really feel like this is year is going to be like a big growth year and like say it before it doesn't, you know, I don't want to jinx it and then it doesn't happen. But like, I don't know. Like, I just get a feeling where I don't know if any of you guys get these feelings in your business where you're like, this is a year. Like, I've been putting in the work. I've been seeing this stuff happen and like now is the freaking time for stuff to happen and I'm excited to see where 2023 goes. Again, it's not like we're doing anything crazy or anything new, but it's just like things are working now. Like we've got it figured out. We've done the work. Now is the time to like capitalize on that and I'm just really, really excited to see where 2023 goes. Who knows? It might not actually happen. Maybe there's lessons that I'm not even aware of that need to happen that are going to happen this year because that happens quite a lot where I'm like, oh, wow, this crappy thing happened. Um, But I'm glad it happened because now we know and it's not going to happen again. You know what I mean? Sometimes things like that happen and that's okay. But like, we just been having have been having a lot of that lately. So I feel like 2023 is going, knock on wood, it's going to be the year for growth. We'll see. I don't know. Okay, anyways, that's my little personal life update. Now we're going to be getting into our subject for the day, which is taking a break, which was inspired by my maternity leave because, again, off 2022 was, I don't want to even freaking repeat myself again because I've been saying it so many times. I It was focused on taking a maternity leave, you know, taking a big break. And for the first time, I feel like this is when I was able to really successfully take like two months off and truly not have to worry about a single thing. I've had three kids. I've taken three maternity leaves and obviously each maternity leave gets better and better. I just feel like I've, I've learned a lot when taking maternity leaves and taking big breaks. Um, so I kind of want to just like talk to you guys about the things that I feel like I have learned, the things that, I don't know, stigmas and stuff that come up when it comes talking about taking big breaks. So let's get started. So taking breaks as a freelancer is kind of a tricky situation because it's not something that like you, when you're working as like a nine to five jobs, like you have a certain amount of like paid break that you get to take or a built in maternity policy. Like you're the one that has to (laughs) figure it out on your own. You are your HR person and you are the boss. So you have to be in charge of knowing, okay, How many breaks can I profitably take a year and how many days is that going to be? Blah, blah, blah. It's just really a tricky situation that no one is ever going to teach you how to do. Like you have to figure it out yourself, which is so annoying. But no worries, my lovelies, because again, I've done this three times and I'm here to help you out. Now, first, let's start with things not to do uh, because I have learned a lot of things to not do. Maybe not a lot, but some things. Things not to do. Do not hire someone like the month you're giving birth and like have that person be your replacement and like don't give them any training. That's something that I did. I hired a graphic designer who's amazing and awesome, but I hired her like the month I was giving birth because I had signed on two new clients and I was like, if I just like hire someone to do the work for me and I just like guide them through stuff on my phone... Like I can still take these clients on and be making some money versus making, you know, no money. 
which is honestly, it's a, it's not a bad idea to do. I love the idea of hiring people to like replace you, especially when you're needing to take a break and to be taking just a smaller percentage of the profit for yourself. But something that I didn't do here, which is, you'll see the difference between my very first maternity leave and then my last maternity leave was I offered that first person basically no training. There was no like slow lead in between transitioning from, you know, like being hired to like being in charge of everything. I basically like hired the person and then I was like, okay, like, so you can do the brand design yourself. Like I've done the brand strategy. Here are my notes, like go do it. (laughs) And like, we had never worked together at this point. And so like me just like giving her full reins right off the bat was a horrible, horrible idea. No matter how amazing she was, every person that you bring into your company needs an onboarding plan and they need to be slowly transitioned into the role that you want them to take because it is going to take training, especially if it's going to be a role that is like something you normally do that is kind of your specialty, like design or coaching or whatever it is. What we did with this maternity leave, because we basically did the same thing. I got pregnant and then in January we hired Hannah but instead of just saying like, okay, um, you need to do all the calls all by yourself right now. We didn't do that. Instead of doing that, we basically gave, I kind of talked about this in the last podcast podcast episode, but we hired her in January. From January to February, she didn't work at all. Her start date was February 1st. And then in all of January, me and my OBM, Abby, we created this onboarding plan for her we created every training resource that she needed we created everything to help her feel confident and to help her succeed in her role and I really feel like because we did that her onboarding was so successful I'm so so glad we did that we're doing that with every employee now we're actually going back with our other past employees that we didn't do this for and we're creating this for them so that they have this resource and they have more of an idea of what their role is what their you know what KPIs are trying to hit like you know, where they can grow, where to go for help, all that stuff. Anyway, so we did that for a month. And then like in our onboarding plan, we're like, okay, month one, your goal is to be able to answer questions without asking for help and to stop needing Carly's approval. Because basically the first two weeks we were like, okay, you can answer questions in the group because she was coming on as coach, but you need to run every response by Carly first. And because, you know, it's a little annoying and it's hard, But because we did that the first weeks, I was able to give her so much advice. And by the end of two weeks, I was like, yeah, you're good. You can respond now and you don't need my help. So that was our month one goal. And then like month two goal was like, because calls were a little bit more live, I was like, start answering questions during the calls. And then month three, I don't don't even remember what month three goal was, but it was just like kind of more of where we wanted her to be. I think it was like running a... BMM coaching call by herself or something like that. And we got her there. So we had three months to like help her learn her role. And that was awesome. And so by the time that uh, my maternity clip came, which was six months after we had initially hired her, I was so confident that like she could totally take this on and she could totally do the things that she needed to do so that I could fully take a break. It was awesome. My team is very, very like well-versed on where to go for help. And so when I was on my maternity leave, it wasn't like, like I told them, I was like, if you guys need anything, like I'm on my phone, I can like 
you know, I'm not going to be on my computer, but I'm going to be on my phone. Like I can answer anything that you guys need. But because Abby's done such a good job at like being the person that answers questions and being known as like my right hand that like everyone can go to Abby for help. And so like Hannah went to Abby for help. Our social media person like went to her for help. We were doing this big launch. So our Facebook ads, I was like, just go ask Abby, go ask Abby. And so literally Abby was handling all of that while I was on my maturity leave and it was awesome. And so because everyone knew their jobs really, really well, Abby was kind of the right hand, like almost like the barrier entry point just while I was on maternity leave to answer questions. That was awesome. We're also going to do an episode. I'm really excited about this. This is like kind of a side note, sidebar. Um, We're going to do an episode um, where I bring in my whole team and we're going to be kind of talking about the roles of my team. Um, So if you guys have any questions, make sure to go follow us like on Instagram, the podcast Instagram and my personal Instagram because I'm going to be putting a question box. So if you have any questions about how our team is run or like specific questions for our team members, like we'll put it there. Anyways, coming back. So having that timing difference was huge, guys. I would have died if I didn't do that. I pretty much died the first time. Like both my clients, (laughs) that first time, my first maternity leave when I just like hired someone, she did such a great job. But like, again like we just didn't really have plans in place or anything in place for her to like really succeed at her job both of my clients that I had during my maternity leave the first time were like pissed at me didn't end up ending going well I think one ended up maybe maybe one was fine I just remember one in particular did not end up well and they were like we hate this even though we did exactly what they asked it was weird anyways um so don't do that and do the other thing instead um, also a few other things that I learned, which I don't know if they're going to be entirely helpful, but there are six states that offer self-employed peeps a maternity leave because there is now an act where like, I don't know. And, and if you don't live in the U S of a, just disregard this because we are all really jealous of you that you get like a government paid maternity leave and that we are the only country that doesn't have a freaking government paid maternity leave. So if you are listening from somewhere else, just, you know what, go enjoy your maternity leave that's paid and just ignore us old USA folks that are apparently 70 years behind the curve. <laughs> um, but there are six states that do offer this. I don't even know which ones. I know it's like California, Washington, Washington, D.C. But apparently even that, it's not super great. There's like a lot of, it's still kind of a pretty privileged program. Like, you have to take off a certain amount of time. There's still a lot of barriers to enter into that, which is not great. You can also buy a short-term disability insurance, which is kind of expensive. Not super great. And you do have to buy it three months before you even get pregnant. Um, And I've heard the premiums are a little tad high. So, again, I don't even know if it's worth it. But just things to look into that I learned while I was researching for this podcast episode. So, there you go. Obviously, one thing that's helpful to do is to plan to save money. Just save money. You just never know what's going to happen. And if you physically can't work, just it's better to have that savings account if you can. Okay. Another thing that I feel like really helped us, and I've done this. How many times have I done this? I think I've done this with every, all three times. And I've been really, really grateful. It really saved me, especially that first time when, yeah. I had been taking most of the clients, didn't really have a big team, is I, once I got pregnant, I was like, okay, cool. I need something that's going to like pay me. 
while I am not working. So all three times I launched, I didn't launch a new thing, but I did do like a big launch before I um, went on maternity leave. So anyways, um, and this was like a passive income product because, okay, everyone who tells you that passive income is truly passive is 100% lying. It is not true. Like passive income requires a lot of work up front in order to get sales. But there is like a pro to passive income where you do have to do a lot of work up front. But once you do that work up front, and if you need to take a pause for like two or three months, which is perfect for maternity leave, like you can still get paid through that passive income. It's not something that's going to pay you forever. And it's not like once you create it, you're done forever. And it's just going to sell on its own. Like passive income is something that you have to continually sell. Here's like a little like pause breaker for you guys, I guess. I told my 10KGG students this. Or I was like, if you guys love marketing, do more passive income because that's going to be your job from now on. Uh, if you love creating and you love doing constantly, do one-to-one service projects like branding and web. It just kind of depends like what you want your job to be. If you want to be doing more of the marketing and you want to just create it once and then sell it and that be your focus, do passive income. But if you want to be focused more on the actual doing and the creating constantly, do the other stuff. But having that passive income all three times and like we do like a big launch like a month or two before I'm going to go on maternity leave. So then I have like a few payment plans coming in. Um, like my first launch, like I think that's when we had sold BMM the very first time. And I had like maybe $1,500 worth of payments coming in. And that's like what I was living off of. Plus like those two clients, like I was making a small profit percentage from those two clients. So like I was living off of not very much. $1,500 a month plus whatever it was I was making from the profit from the clients, that was enough to pay me. And I was like happy enough with that where I could like take a few months of a break. You know what I mean? So having, even if it, it, it's like, it doesn't have to be a course. It could even just be like some kind of like day rate thing that you do and you like sell day rates at a reduced price or something for after, like when you come back from maternity leave or like, this is going to be the last time that we're doing, you know, an X, Y, and Z type of project and sell those. Like just having like some kind of big push before you go on maternity leave has been really, really helpful for us to make sure we go into maternity leave confidently. And like, we don't have to do a ton of selling. That's tip number two, I guess, is like having some kind of passive income. If you guys have questions about passive income, we can talk about it more too. Oh, here's, okay, this is like a maternity leave specific tip. I guess a lot of this has been pretty maternity leave specific, but something that I feel like I wish someone would have told me is that when you're planning for a maternity leave, like you you don't know how that maternity leave is going to go and you don't know how that pregnancy is going to go. I kind of have an idea now because I've obviously done this three times, but uh, my first time I had no idea I was going to feel so freaking terrible my last month of pregnancy. I really, really wish I would have taken that entire last month off, just completely off because I felt so, so terrible. So honestly, like one, be careful that last month of pregnancy. You also don't know if you're going to go into labor early, like who knows, like be so, so, so flexible that last month, you have no idea what's going to happen. Be flexible. And then I know a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm just going to have like a three or four week maternity leave and then I'm going to come back plan for longer. Just 
plan for longer, you are going to feel insane. You're going to feel insane. Even if you feel good, you're going to feel like a good level of insanity. There is still some level of insanity that is going to be happening on in your brain. And you shouldn't be coming back earlier than six weeks minimum. Um, Honestly, I would plan for three months off if you can. Because again, like with my first, I'm, I planned for three months off and I took the full three months off because one, my son was insane. So freaking hard. He was the hardest baby I've ever had. And now we know he has autism. He was such a hard baby. So freaking cute. But like, it was so hard. And also I was suffering from postpartum depression, anxiety a little bit. Didn't really realize why I was feeling crazy until after those three months. You don't know if you're going to struggle with those things. Yeah, I would just plan for like maybe depression and anxiety is going to hit you. Honestly, like just just plan for it to hit you because I don't know, at least with because I that's probably been the only time that I've had like full on depression and anxiety with Elsie. I felt really, really great, but I still had some form of anxiety. You know what I mean? Like your hormones and your body is just odd, whack, you're sleep deprived. You still feel crazy a little bit and so giving yourself like with Elsie like I came back after six weeks but like I couldn't do as much as I had before and so I'm glad that I gave myself a long buffer zone to come back and to feel I don't know like just give myself grace for like feeling weird and being like why do I feel so freaking angry today you know what I mean and then with this last pregnancy and this last little baby of Aletta um I bounced back pretty quick. I had postpartum rage, which was really weird, but also she's been my worst sleeper. So I've been more sleep deprived than I have ever with any of the other babies been before, which is something that obviously I can't do anything about. I can't plan anything around. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird thing. And then this is my last like specific maternity leave tip that I would tell anyone to invest in like baby products this is not necessarily a business tip but it is okay it doesn't sound like one but it is but invest in baby tips or baby things I guess this goes okay pause I guess this goes for not even people who are experiencing maternity leave but like just a life tip in general like invest in life things that are going to make you feel less stressed at home Let's okay. So like for baby things, we got this new, and this is back when it was. I think it's like over two thousand dollars now. I don't know if I'd pay two thousand dollars for it, but like back then, we bought it used. We got it for five hundred dollars, and even that, and I was a stretch. So, uh, but back then, we invested in this new because I was like, my sleep is freaking important to me. So I'm buying this really expensive thing because I don't want to go to work being freaking tired, and it's worth the five hundred dollars to me. And so we bought it. And I'm really glad that we invested in a really good quality baby item to help me feel less stressed so that I can do better work and just be a better human being. But I think that also goes for like, okay, I freaking hate doing the dishes or I freaking hate chopping my vegetables. Like if I could <laughs> chop my vegetables like 10 times quicker, then I would, I don't know, you know what I mean? I just would be less stressed. I would be able to do things better. I would be able to take less time away from my work. I would be able to enjoy making dinner more. Just buy the pre-chopped vegetables, babe. Like it's a little bit more expensive, but like if it's going to make your life that much easier, consider the investment cost into your happiness. You know what I mean? Like there are just some things, especially when you like are needing to take breaks in your business, which everybody does. Everybody does. You need to like take little private things, like personal 
things. You know what I mean? Like, and, and factor that into you being taking a break, like buying the chopped vegetables versus the normal vegetables, buying a more expensive bassinet because it's going to help you sleep a little bit better. 100% worth it. I'm going to invest in that every single freaking time if it makes my life easier. I'm going to get a Starbucks every single week, even though I know it's so freaking expensive. It's bringing me so much happiness and making my life so much more survivable, not even survivable, but thrivable. Like it brings me joy looking forward to that every single week, a routine Starbucks. Heck yes, I'm investing in that because that is my happiness. And that is my little weekly break that I get to take. And I'm so glad that I did it. It has a long little spiel, but I hope that's worth it. I don't know. I just have been, especially since we did just have 2023 break, like Christmas break, we always take two weeks off for our team and we were kind of focusing in 10kgg on like taking breaks and how to take breaks and making sure that you have balance within your business because every single month now we like are focusing we have a theme for 10kgg every month and we just like focus on different things and we like have lectures not lectures but like discussions and breakout rooms and practical calls around those things and 20 december of 2022 i feel like i'm getting dates wrong i feel like i said 2023 anyways december 2022 was focused on breaks And one thing that like we talked about a lot was like, you guys are your own freaking boss. Like I said at the beginning, you're your own HR person and you have the power to treat yourself. If if you're the only one working in your company to treat yourself as your number one employee, because a lot of us, I know we have like dreams and ideas to be this awesome, sustainable, ethical boss where we like treat our employees like rock stars. We're giving them breaks. If they need to go take a mental health day, we can give them that mental health day and provide it easily. Like I love being able to create this dream life for people and to be able to be a boss that is understandable and like making people's lives easier while also like giving them the money that they need. Do you know what I mean? But like before you even have an employee, you have to remember that you are your first employee. You, like you are the boss of yourself. And if you don't treat yourself how you want to treat future employees, then how, and when are we going to break the cycle? How are you supposed to treat other people like that? If you can't even treat yourself like that, do you know what I mean? Like if you are expecting your employees to only work four days a week and you want them to take Christmas break, but you expect yourself to work 80 hours a week and to never take a break? Like, babe, you're going to feel so much resentment towards your employees or you're never even going to give that to your employees. Like, you have to start that with yourself. You have to start being the best CEO to you. You need to be a better boss for yourself so that your future employees can have a good boss. So if you're not going to do it for yourself, at least do it for your future employees, for your family, for all those people that really depend on you. Like take the breaks, invest in the chopped veggies, people. Do what you need so that you can be a well-rounded person. You can have hobbies again. You can stop working at 5 p.m. Do what you need to do, which I know is so much easier said than done. And sometimes you're like, I've got bills to pay though, Carly. Like I need to get this deadline done. Not everything is always first as life and death as we think it is. You can email your client and be like, I, I need to push it two more days. Okay, can we please push our deadline two more days? Sure. Yes, we can do that, right? Like nobody's going to die if you push a logo two more days. That's okay. 
that's fine. Put it in your contract that you can push things two more days. It's okay. And also, Starbucks, I saw this, uh, where did I see it? It was somewhere on Instagram. Starbucks a week is like $2,000 a year. And then also on that tweet, it was like $2,000 a year at $7 a drink, you know, whatever, at a week. That's not going to ever be enough for you to like invest and make millions of dollars back from like it's $2,000 a year for your happiness. Yeah, I, I think that's okay. I think that's worth it. Um, so if there are little things like that that give you joy, that make your life easier, like take the small little joys. Obviously, we need to do it within our budget and within our means, but like you're okay. I don't want you to feel guilty about buying something that's not necessarily responsible, but it makes you happy. Anyways, that's kind of my whole thing on taking breaks. Like, I, again, I don't want this to be like a whole how-to thing. I hope it just like empowers you to feel like you can take breaks and like come away with a few helpful tips to be able to take more time for yourself and to feel creatively refueled, take time with your family, do whatever it is that you need to do, travel. Again, this doesn't have to be like taking a break for maternity leave. Obviously, that's where I have the most experience. (laughs) But like, if you want to take breaks to go take two months where you just travel the world, do it. You should do it 100%. Do what's going to make you feel happy. There's always a workaround. There's always a way to do it because life is not as scary as we think it is. There's not as many things that we feel like we have to do that we actually have to do. There's a lot of things that we can let go of. Okay. I will see you guys next week. Have a great week and see you soon.